Hello, happy Friday. Welcome to the Design Exchange. This is Danny Russo, and I am here with Melinda Peters Elliott. And this is episode five of our podcast. Today's Friday, September 15th. <laughs> we are recording today on September 11th, which is a very somber day for most people. A lot of our friends in New York City in the design world were reflecting on Facebook. And we were talking on the phone this morning discussing where we were when that happened. So we're not going to get too much into that. We have a lot going on, a lot to discuss. A lot changed since September 11th, though. Oh I mean, God. especially in our industry. True. We had the... God, that set up so many things. Yeah. Actually, it set up a big construction boom, and I don't want to talk about that right now. That's a whole other episode. <laughs> <laughs> another episode. What goes another up, day. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> um, so today we are going to talk about... What are we going to talk about? Let me see here. We're going to talk about how do you hire an interior designer? So this episode is going to be focused toward a client. If you're listening, a new client, maybe you're a new designer that's listening and you're trying to get your feet into the door or figure out what you're doing and what we're doing and how you can improve your business. So um, I am in an interesting situation where I am very lucky to have actually been on the client side of interior design. So, that being said, what does that mean? Um, that means I had the opportunity to work with a bunch of different designers, and I've hired a designer, I have worked with them, I've fired them, I've also <laughs> been hired by clients, and I've been fired by clients. Mm -hmm. And So, when did you, when were you hiring interior designers? At what part of your life? In 2003, when I was 23, we started to search for interior design because we were building our new condo. And I just wasn't happy with the results I was getting out of any of them. As you've seen, my condo is finally now done-ish, but oh, it's, it's taken awesome. me 15 years to get there. Yeah. I got my crash course in working with contractors and everything. Through yeah. Well, and, you know, they were very, you know, one trip to the car, one trip back. My mom selected out of, like, five books, um, you know, and it was, like, done. You know? Yeah. It was, that was all she got they had it made back then they didn't have to do computer renderings because right. the rendering programs didn't exist that's true that's true so they yeah. could hand draw it and be yeah. done with it now we have to do 2d 3d 4d 5d yeah. <laughs> <laughs> here is what uh. it's gonna look like before it does <laughs> and then you have the clients that are like i just don't get it what what don't you get there's no other <laughs> like what sorry i shouldn't i don't get frustrated with my clients <laughs> I'm very, well, I've been very, patience is a virtue and I've learned patience is key. Different clients have different expectations though. Oh, yeah. You do have to, we, we like to kind of pick in, you know, pick their brains a little bit as to what kind of expectations do you have for me as an interior designer? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I've gotten this down to a T <clears throat> in the last three years. Nice. And I have a client intake form where I ask, I interview my clients. I probably spend about an hour at least mm -hmm. interviewing them. What do you like about this? What don't you like about this? What's yeah. this idea? Why do you have this idea? And I yeah. try to dissect yeah. their thoughts. Yeah. And I'm pretty good at pinpointing. One I, of my talents is coming up with the name for the their style, their aesthetic. Right, right. Yeah. And I think a lot of interior designers, you know, do we do a pre-consultation on the phone. Um, ahead of the appointment and then once I get there then I kind of um, pick and choose you know through the house as far as going to the home I usually ask the customer before I get there could you possibly go on Pinterest or house and, and find something that you like about a room 
um, or pull magazines and kind of show me what they what they're wanting um, because I'm not going to stamp my look on any customer. I usually, I mean, don't we become like psychologists in this situation? It's it's like yeah, we become a lot of things. Full, <laughs> full on psychology therapists. Yes, um, <laughs> we actually end up becoming the decision makers because <clears throat> we're. <clears throat> They don't huh. know. They, We're they being paid know. to mm -hmm. um, educate our clients, and we have these vast amounts of knowledge from going to shows, school, seminars, yada, yada, yada. And, right. Um, right. So, so the first consultation for me, um, and it, you said you interview the client, spend about an hour going through what they want, how they want it to look, and things like that. Um, I usually bring fabrics too, um, fabrics, paint colors, and I'll go through those very lightly and gently about um, here are some options that I'm thinking, you know, what, what do you feel about this and how do you see this and, you know, what, right. what do you use your first consultation for? Um, usually I'm just doing a meet and greet where mm -hmm. I am... Um, figuring out what the project is and how do we go from what we're talking about. Then we go into the LOA phase and mm -hmm. sampling phase, but usually I have a pretty good idea of what product lines I'm going to work with. Yeah. Uh, when a client tells me they don't have a budget. Yes. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. We need to know a budget. <laughs> we really need a budget. You I'm know? fine with the client that doesn't think they have a budget, but there is a budget. There's and always if you, a budget. If you hide that budget from the designer, ooh. Yes, exactly. You are in for a bad, bad, bad experience. It will right. not end well. Right, exactly. It's it's one of those situations I tell my customers, okay, do you want the Bugatti or do you want the Ford Taurus options? Or, you know, and I do, I go through and I'll say, um, I have a list like, okay, for a sofa, would you spend $3,000 on a sofa or would you spend $800 on a sofa? And they'll well, your say, your prices are low. 800. That sofa well, you're looking Ikea. at is way more. <laughs> I know. I, and so that's my, but I do that on purpose because yeah. I want, I really want to see like what's their purchasing comfort zone. So we are in a market right now where we have these big box stores that have set pricing expectations of what something should cost. Right. And it's not necessarily realistic. Right. Because a sofa that you're finding in a big box store has been engineered how they can get every dollar out of that sofa. So yes. they figured out what kind of construction they're going to use, what kind of... Um, what well, material, of, um, the fabric, the, you know, all yeah. the pillows and... The batting, yeah. the down, and whether then, it's down, mm -hmm. what kind of springs are used. <clears throat> There's so many factors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> and, a, and a lot of times, like the rugs, but, I mean, mm. rugs can be full wool rugs um, and, yeah. you know, hand-woven, or they can be like on a construction line and they're using nylon and um, they're mass-produced and they're... You know they're sold in big box stores, so that's one of the things that we have to get to the bottom of. Like, there's so much out there with rugs. Everybody's oh, selling rugs. Yes. What about artwork? Oh my gosh! What a huge, <laughs> huge difference in price for artwork, custom art versus. You can go anywhere. Poster all art. Over the board. Yeah. <laughs> poster art that can be framed. You know. I'm actually looking for poster art right now for a project. Yeah. 
Oh, my, my product, my, yeah, my Chattanooga, Chattahoochee <laughs> product. Oh, it's been a week since we've recorded. <laughs> We're in the same sort of area, the South. South. I'm going I love the west. South. <laughs> I'm going on Southwest <laughs> to Chicago. God, we're going everywhere. But anyway, let's stay on topic. We are talking about how to hire an interior designer. So our talking points are how would you recommend finding a designer? Is it online or do you take recommendations from a friend? Do you Google it? Like what are you guys seeing out there? What are you seeing, Linda? Well, <laughs> how are people getting me? Um, I am really getting a lot of business from Facebook. Mine's have, Instagram and Facebook. I have a lot of customers reaching out to me on Facebook right now. And, um, you know, there's there's a couple online resources that are, are funneling interesting like links to I me. Can't, I get, like, the strangest calls from Yelp. I had somebody messaging me or emailing me from Florida, and they wanted to do something. And I'm like, I have no idea yeah. how this person even found me, and I don't think they were... Yeah. I don't even think they were. It was a real thing. Yeah, I I get a lot of bogus leads from those types of sources. It's time so consuming. It is. It is, and you know, you you call people back, and then they don't call you back, and and I don't want to bug someone. So oh. yeah. So I used to do back in the day when I first started my business, a lot of home shows. I would set up my my you know window treatment displays, and I would have. Um, pictures of design jobs that I would do in albums and and I would work those 10 hour shows 10 days in a row and go for um, you know the customer that would um, you know just be there and cut gala <laughs> cut Sorry, I just had to walk away. <laughs> Speaking of phone calls, I'm like, I have a shipment coming in, and I'm like worried they're gonna leave it in the middle of the street because it's going to the wrong know. address. And you never know; three lamps consist of actually twelve boxes. And I have this. My phone's ringing and ringing, and she's asking me if this is clean air. I'm like, no, no. Why, how do you even have this number? And it's the second call I've gotten this morning. Yeah. She's called me three times in a row while we've just been recording this last. Couple oh minutes. my gosh. We're still recording. I know. <laughs> okay. I told you I know. to cut already. Oh. Okay. Um, so yeah, online. Aren't the are there some weird designer sites now that I've been seeing a commercial where they'll design your kitchen like over the over the web in like twenty minutes for right. five hundred dollars. And I'm like, ever what? Know what dimensions? I know exactly. I don't know. I I have. That scares me. Yeah. But I, I mean, I guess if you have a design plan, the point of having a designer mm -hmm. is to have a plan. Yes. And when you have a designer, our main role is to put the plan together, put the budget together, and possibly, unless you have somebody else doing it, put the execution together. Right. I've been doing a lot of projects recently where the client has their own builder and they want to use their people. So I'm mm -hmm. like, that's fine with me. Sure. I'll put everything together and you can execute it. That's right. Execute it however you want to do yeah. it. If I my office handles it, obviously it's going to cost more. Right. Um, different designers do different types of projects too. And I think that gets um, confusing for the consumer. So oh builders God. have their own design designers on staff. Who will, if you're building a house, they will help you pick things out. That's all they're going to do. So what Danny and I do are basically we're independent designers. So we are not owned by any company. We can go anywhere in the world. 
there are other designers that work for furniture stores. They're and only specifically selling that yeah, furniture store that stuff. That is the only thing. Same with builders. They can do. Right. The builders designers typically have pre-selected and pre-negotiated prices to pick from. That's right. And That's right. you don't have many options. Right. When you're working with us, you have an endless amount of options. Exactly. And we, or if even, you're we confuse ourselves sometimes with how many <laughs> options we have. Well, you know, the world is our, is our oyster. <laughs> I can't even talk. Oyster. So um, we can we can really source from anywhere. Yeah. You know, China. <laughs> Canada. Italy. Mexico. Canada. <laughs> Korea is actually where most of the wallpaper is made. I'm and just saying this because I'm looking around. I'm staring at a Philip Jeffrey sample, but yeah. I think most of the stuff's made in Seoul. Yeah. Um, Turkey for the rugs. Yeah. Turkish yeah. rugs. Mm-hmm. Monica. Yeah. India. Yeah. France. Uh, Germany. That's an expensive, sounds like yeah. an expensive rug. It's fun. It's fun to be able to offer, you know, anything from anywhere. So anyway, but, mm-hmm. you know, getting back to how, how do you hire an interior designer? I think it's most important to go online and look at the designer's website um, and, and kind of poke around the pictures, poke around the different types of things that they have on the website and see if you feel that that, that designer has a look um, that you would be comfortable with. And if they don't show the look, then you may want to go check out a Facebook you know, page. Instagram. Instagram. My Instagram is where I send my clients. Yeah. Because that's yeah. pretty much a curated, my Instagram is pretty much a curated collection of my inspirations, right. my work. Right. Things but, I can execute, things I appreciate mm-hmm. from other designers, mm-hmm. artwork that I personally like. Not, mm-hmm. not, I mean, sometimes people won't like everything I like, mm-hmm. and that's totally fine. Right. But, but on my website, I don't show everything that I've done I'm in the aware. past. <laughs> Danny just recently had to curate my website because it was. I had things back from 1991 in there. It looked but, good for a funeral home. And well, know. you know, back in that day, that swags were the thing. So um, he's like, you've got to get rid of swag. So, yeah, I, I, I can seen rock and swag. do some rocking good swags, let me tell you. But Are you still doing not, them? Oh, no. Okay. We don't. Well, I was going to say, I haven't seen one done They're in a back long in time. House Beautiful again. They're I, back. They're coming back. I swear I'm going to bring back swags. I actually love them. That's hilarious. They look like smiles above the windows, and it makes me happy. <laughs> and I like things that make me happy. And then in about 10 years, those smiles above the windows, they need some Botox. <laughs> so Everybody makes them into cornices. <laughs> All right, you're listening to the Design Exchange with Danny and Melinda. We'll be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Design Exchange with Danny Russo and Melinda Elliott. Melinda Peters Elliott. <laughs> Hi, everybody. We're back. So we were just discussing... Why hire interior designer? So, unlike popular belief, hiring an interior designer can save you money. Yes. Melinda, tell us how. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you an example. Um, I had a client call me once and she goes, Oh, I am on my fifth color of paint in the kitchen. My painter's going to kill me. Can you help? And I said, Okay, fine. I'll be over. So I went over. Pick the paint color. The paint color went on first time. The painter was like, why didn't you start with her? So five, five gallons of paint later. I know, right? Let's, let's it, add that up. The average person doesn't know lighting. 
Right. And you're not expected to know lighting. It's something that we, whew, yeah. beam spread, uh, right. lighting temperature, That's when LEDs right. came out, we have mm -hmm. the Calvin scale, we mm -hmm. have the, what's the other, lumens. Yeah, lumens. I mean, and it's my God, just, it took me It took me a good while to understand it, but now I speak fluently. Yeah, yeah. And paint color, paint looks so different from a chip to the wall. Mm -hmm. And people don't know how to read that. They don't know that how to read undertones of the paint. Some people do, and some people get it. But some people don't understand that. Okay, this in episode four: <clears throat> blue, gray, green, gray, red, gray. Right, right, yeah. right. Well, okay. So, and then another example is a lot of people just don't know where to start with their interior design. Where, and and I have people all the time. I'm gonna put new carpet down, and then we're gonna paint. No. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. Well, well, well. Actually, we were just talking. One of the other designers that we're in a group with. Mm -hmm. I was talking about how painting is actually the last thing you select. Right. Because it's going to reflect on what the colors of everything else are. Some mm -hmm. people think, oh, I'm going to paint. Now what? Well, you're starting the process backwards. Right. Because you want to start with your hard finishes first, being your moldings, your woods, mm -hmm. your, mm -hmm. I call it the base. Yeah. You know, your floors, your walls, yeah. your ceiling. And, and you do have to have some sort of an inspiration to start that room. So you can't just go in and paint a room gray because you saw your neighbor had this color of agreeable gray and it looks rocking awesome in her house. I get that. I hear that all the time. I'll, I'll be scrolling through Facebook and someone's like, what was the color of your living room, such and so? Because I think it's great and I'm going to paint my house that way too. And I think, oh my way. goodness, you don't do that because of the lighting in your house is going to be totally different than the lighting of your neighbor, right. um, your best friend, and it's just not going to turn out the same. So um, that's... Position of your house, north, west, right. north, west. Yeah. And I'm not north, talking... North, west. North, north south, east, east west. west. <laughs> so Danny needs more coffee. I know. I brought him coffee from my coffee shop this morning. And my I forgot my Yeti. Yeti. <laughs> I said, bring me a Yeti. <laughs> I actually had to turn around and go get him coffee. So, yes, I own a coffee shop really in case good. anybody. What did yeah. you say it was? Creme brulee? No, that's that's our toddy. That's yeah. the, the that's iced good. coffee. Isn't that a signature drink in London? A hot toddy? <laughs> <laughs> this is a cold toddy. <laughs> With no alcohol. So. <laughs> Maybe that's my mom. That's so funny. We need more vodka in that. No. no vodka. <laughs> so anyway, um, you know, why? Give us an example, Danny, of somebody. Why? Why someone should hire an interior designer? Well, you have access. We bring access to a lot of things that you don't see at the Home Depot or the mm -hmm. Lowe's. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times we have private collections. Right. We have stuff that people don't even know exists. Well, and a lot of the times, like Ballard Designs catalogs, we know the source for that. So you may see it in a catalog online or whatever, and it's it's a curated collection for that magazine. But like we can cut through the chase and go yeah, directly, directly to the manufacturer of that item. Yeah, your designer can always go D to B, as I call it, direct to vendor. Right. And right. sometimes we get better pricing, sometimes we don't. It's, all up in the air, but yeah. we always direct the client to make the best decision because who is always our first priority? The, the client. client. That's right. And we and always that have the client's happy. best interest in mind mm -hmm. as designers. Yeah. And yeah. it scares me when I see designers that are doing design and they're doing it for themselves. Right. And yeah. 
their egos and they don't take a client's budget or considerations of mine. And I've run into those designers. Have you? Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. um, I'm glad it's not just me. Many times. And, and I've had to undo things that other designers have done. Yeah. I, there's one designer. I call it forensic design. I was just on the phone this morning. <laughs> I go, okay. I go, let's break this down. And this designer was telling me that she had a problem. This other designer picked this color to match this and to match that. And I go, okay, stop, stop, stop. Let's break this down. Let's be forensic designers. Why did they say that? Let's not say it's necessarily wrong. Right. But why did they pick that? How did they pick that? This is their thing. And the client wasn't happy. So I'm interested to see how that situation is going to unfold with one of my friends. But... I hear about it every day. I had a had a, a friend of mine in Georgia that said there was someone who worked she worked with and who actually when she got done designing the room it was worse than when it started. Oh, I did I tell you that story? <laughs> no. Somebody told. No. I've heard that. I've seen that yeah. story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know she interesting, she interesting. had to go in and save the day because. There was actually, I mean, and, the, and you know, to be on the defense of the interior designer. She if you're was, a new designer, don't get into your head. Right. And don't be afraid to admit and, that you do not know something and, and do not be afraid to reach out for help. Help. Because. From a veteran. Yes. Mm -hmm. We are here to help. Yes. And my God, I'd rather help somebody and get paid nothing than to see them execute something right. that is not to their best abilities. That's right. That's right. So, and, you know. This and, industry didn't used to be like that. Right. It was a free-for-all, mm -hmm. and everybody was just, yeah. You know, I find a lot of clients that can they think they can make decisions on their own, and they start down this road, and they get, like, they get stuck. And so they'll call me and say, can you consult with me and tell me if I'm on the right track? And I'm like, absolutely. I'll be happy to oh, consult yeah, with that. you. Yeah. So um, don't be afraid to kind call. Kind of checks and balances. If you're yeah. a client or designer listening to this, don't be afraid to reach out. Oh, right, right. Because, you know, for me to come in and just charge an hourly uh, consultation fee, I oh, mean, that can be like saving thousands of dollars in the, yes. in the overall scheme. And then other people like, They'll make decisions on their own, and they get it done. And I don't know if you've seen this before, but I had a customer one day. She was like, I need you to come over right now. I said, what happened? She goes, I ordered furniture. And I walked in, and she's like, there's something wrong. And I'm like, okay, I walk in, and this is a sectional, and I'm not kidding you. It went wall to wall. Oh. I mean, you literally walked in the room, and it was all sectional, the entire room. She's like, it looked so much smaller on the floor. And I'm like, yeah, that, exactly. yeah. That's why you I hire a, a designer. Of, yeah. <laughs> a lot of our clients, too, they're like, oh, well, it looked smaller on, it looked like I had more space on paper. Yes. It's well, not. No. I mean, we... We go to great lengths to, because we do this for a living, we go to great lengths to make sure we're not wrong, yeah. you know? We measure. <laughs> we're not always right either. <laughs> yeah. You know, and sometimes it can be trial and error, and, and you know, what I know in the accessory stage, I, it's a lot of trial and error. I'll, I'll oh, put something yeah. up, and I'm like, no, that's not working. Take that away. Put this instead. Um, and sometimes it takes a That's while. That's the editing phase. That's and it right. doesn't happen That's right. right away. And and I always need like 10,000 more items for an accessory job than I actually use. Um, very rarely do I get it, you know, the first crack out of the box. But 
Yeah. Um, accessorizing is a big deal, and I find That's so many people that. don't go to that that last step and finish. It's and naked it room drives me crazy. Naked so. room syndrome. Oh yeah, is when you don't finish the room and it right. looks like what's missing. Right. And I actually went through that on my own project. Right. And it took me forever to figure it out. And it is trial and error. Yeah. And that's another thing someone could could do is they could get their room all set, get your furniture, get your carpet, get your paint. And then when you get to that point where like, the, you know, something's got to go up on the walls and you don't know what to do with it, call a designer. Like mm -hmm. Danny and I, we take on accessory only jobs too. And oh, yeah. And I've even had customers call me and say, just rearrange my stuff. <laughs> and I'll tell everybody, take everything off your wall. Refresh. Stick them on the floor. I just, that's what I'm doing right yeah, now. Yeah. And I'll come in. I'll rearrange your stuff. And I'll make it look ten times better than you did to begin with because, you know, I do this for a living. We're so. really Design 101 today. Yes, we <laughs> and are. that is called room styling. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, giving people examples of what an interior designer can do. And I get asked all the time, would you come and hang a mirror for me? Yes, I'll come and hang one mirror for you. What kind of mirror are you hanging? Because I'm not hanging a mirror. Well. My mirrors are big. Four foot by eight foot mirrors <coughs> over a mantle or you do that yourself? on a stairway. You do that? Yeah. Uh -huh. I told you I was handy. I, I installed I my own <sighs> draperies for 25 years. I finally have an installer, but... I have a lot of trouble letting go doing. I yeah, have no, a type I A individually. <laughs> I have an art installer. Yeah. And he takes his time. Well, we say, we use the same art installer. Oh, like yeah. if I get into a, I'm like, uh, I had a mirror and it was like 60 by 85. How are you lifting these? I am a hoss. I am like, I. you should see my biceps. I'm like, no. I'm, yeah. like, I'm going to pull something. What if it hit my head? <laughs> Dangerous? No. I know. There are other designers that don't lift a finger, and I'm I'm one of I'm them. a hands -on. I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm a hands-on girl. No, we do lift. My dad, you know, I was his boy growing up, so tomboy. Yeah. Is that still a word? Yeah. Are we just getting? Well, I haven't heard that no. in forever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, you're listening to the Design Exchange with Danny and Melinda. Um, we are wrapping up episode five right now. It is Friday, September eleventh. Thirteen. 15th, oh. <laughs> if we get this posted right. <laughs> yeah, today's September 11th in our world, and I just booked some flights. We're getting ready to go to Parade of Homes. We were going to be broadcasting. We were going to record from the Parade of Homes, <laughs> but we're just going to be reviewing the Parade of Homes on a later episode. So, how do you want to you want to check us out, Melinda? All Anything right. Closing so, if, if anybody has any questions for us, go ahead and... Find us on Facebook, Instagram. You have uh, dannyrusso.com, um, findesignsandinteriors.com are our websites. We're happy to answer any questions anybody has. And, um, We're everywhere on social media. Yeah. Hope everybody has a great day. Yeah. Have a great weekend.